What up, man? Welcome to another episode of the Polly Rob Podcast. I am the counselor, Polly Rob. Yo, it's season two, y'all. It's season two. We have made it. We are here. I'm excited. I hope y'all excited. And, uh, you know, I feel great. I feel great. I've been away for a while, and I appreciate everybody uh, following up on everything that I've been doing uh, since the in-between time between season one and season two. Um, make sure y'all subscribe um, and tell somebody else to subscribe um, on all the podcast platforms, uh, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google P- Play, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn uh, Radio. Uh, we are now on iHeartRadio. We are now on iHeartRadio and... Um, we now have our video platform on YouTube. So y'all might be watching this on YouTube right now, or y'all might be listening on all the podcast platforms. Either way, I appreciate y'all tuning in and uh, keeping this whole thing rolling with me. You know what I mean? Um, in the in-between time, uh, we're working on a lot of production, a lot of production, uh, TV and film, um, working on uh, a couple of artists as well. Uh, I've been working with uh, Johnny Vogler. Uh, we dropped the record, brought that shit back, uh, produced by me and my business partner, by Drew. Record is crazy, it's dope. Got a video on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, the record is on all the streaming platforms. Go check it out. Brought that shit back. Um, been working with an artist by the name of Son of New York. Um, uh, Sonny, Sun is out. Shout out to my guy. He really been doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? We got a record called Ralph's Coffee that y'all should definitely check out. You know what I'm saying? The record is crazy. You know what I mean? And uh, I got a couple of records on this project. His project is uh, 40 Acres and a Low. You know what I mean? Uh, on all streaming platforms. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, that's just dope, real gritty hip-hop music. You know what I mean? Um, I know y'all checked out uh, uh, some records that I did with TF on his project. Uh, his previous project a couple of months ago, Oktoberfest, um, got a video, played a soft, short video, short and very, like, uh, just enduring. You know what I'm saying? It's dope, gritty hip-hop. Once again, uh, my boy TF is from Los Angeles. The man is crazy. Uh, Shout out to Everything Scandalous, which is his his imprint and his squad. Um, But go check that out. And it just... All the records on my SoundCloud. Last but not least, before we get into the topic of today, I do want to um, talk about a little bit of the projects that we're working on, that we're uh, putting together, and that we have out right now. Um, So I have my uh, instrumental tape, uh, beat tape, called the Freestyle Gods beat tape. And it's pretty much a, a combination between, you know, different beats that I put together that I feel like, you know, battle rappers should have You know, people in ciphers should have, you know, freestylers, people who just want to make songs to gritty, aggressive hip hop. I feel like y'all need that. So 
I put together a tape with that. Um, uh, it's curated by local astronauts, me and uh, Bajru, and then a couple of other people who kind of sat in on the sessions and whatnot. And we just kind of picked the best records that we feel like people could just be getting their rhymes off to. We feel like it's important for you to get your rhymes off, do your thing, and, uh, and, and be great at what you do. You know what I mean? And uh, it's my way of giving back to all the MCs who either don't have the budget to you know, purchase records from us um, or just it's not the right time. You know what I mean? So I want to give them something to, to let y'all know, like, I'm here and we're here with y'all. We want y'all to win. So here's a couple of records that y'all could just go out there, make songs to, make freestyles to. You know, we, we got a, a Freestyle Gods rap challenge that we're going to put together. And we want y'all to rap, put it on Instagram, put it on TikTok and tag us. You know what I mean? And we're going to repost it. And I might I, I, I might just do something where it's like, you know, the, the best freestyle for the week or the day or whatever. I'll just send y'all a cash app. I'll send y'all a cash app. If y'all got the best verse or y'all got the best rhymes on whatever beat that y'all pick for Freestyle Gods, yo, send it, tag us if it's the best. Yo, send me your cash app and I'm sending you some money. That's what we're doing. That's our challenge. That's what we're doing. Um, so we got that, of course. Uh, I have a, a tape that I put together with my boy uh, uh, Vernon Hayes uh, called Praying with Dirty Hands. Uh, that's out right now, so make sure you go check that out. That's fire. And then we, we have a local astronauts tape coming. We have a local astronauts tape coming. We're not going to tell y'all when. We're not going to tell y'all why. We're just telling y'all it's coming. All right? So be ready for that and be excited for that like I'm excited for that. And uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing. So um, before I get into the topic of today, really quick, I want to tell y'all a quick story. Um, quick little story, but it leads into the topic of today. Um, so, you know, not too long ago, I, I got a check from, um, from a TV and film placement, right? And, uh, you know, pretty hefty check, pretty hefty check. And, you know, I thank, uh, those that work with me on putting it together. And I thank those who saw the record as something that can be placed in this show. I can't tell y'all what show it is. Only thing I can tell y'all is... Just, you know, follow my social media and you'll figure out what show that actually is. Um, but, you know, looking at the check, I just thought in my brain, I'm like, man, I'm, you know, I'm so blessed to be able to do what I love to do and be able to get a check for it. Um, that wasn't always the case. That wasn't always the case um, over the span of my career. You know, there were times where I had to figure it out. I had to really figure out how I was going to make some money doing what I love and just how I was going to make some money in general. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know, because we have a, a, a big catalog of records that we use for TV and film. So I thought to myself, I'm like, man, this record that they picked. This record was from like six, seven years ago. It was like from six, seven years ago. I didn't do it recently. We didn't craft this record recently. It was from like six, seven years ago. And, uh, you know, to my knowledge, um, you know, six, seven years ago, you know, I didn't have it. It was times I was broke. No, let me, I was broke. I was broke. 
six, seven years ago, I was broke trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? And I did this record in the midst of the time that I was broke and didn't have the right finances coming in. And, and let me explain what I mean by broke in, in my terms for my situation. I mean, I had money to be able to, you know, pay some bills and, you know, keep things afloat. But I was broke in terms of I didn't have the capital to be able to chase my dreams or whatever I wanted to do for myself. I didn't have the money necessary to be able to um, do something extra for my kids past you need to eat, you need to get to and fro school, you need to, you know, the basic things, you know what I mean? And at that time, you know, my son's mother was, you know, taking on the majority of the responsibilities in that right, financially and physically, just to be honest. And, you know, it was just, it was at that point where it was like, yo, I'm working on records, but I'm working on records at a point where it's like, I don't have it. You know what I mean? And that gets into the topic of today because uh, we're going to talk about today's topic, the benefits of being broke. Let me say it again. The benefits of being broke. That's our topic for today. And I feel like it's necessary for me to talk about this because, you know, for, I can speak uh, on this firsthand because it's been times I, I haven't had it. It's been times I had a lot of it. You know what I mean? And it's always a work in progress. But the main thing is, you know, I feel like people need to understand that when you're in a broke situation and your state of mind is thinking that there's a limited amount of things to do because you don't have the capital necessary, that this actually benefits for that. There's actually benefits that you can use from this state of being, not state of mind, but from state of this state of being, there's actually benefits for you. And we're going to break all of that stuff down right here on the Polly Rob show. Uh, so first thing, um, and, and, and this is like my, I would say this is my prize uh, thought process at any given time. Um, especially when, when I don't have money or when I'm broke. Um, number one, it forces you to be creative, be more creative. When you don't have the money necessary, it forces you to be even more creative on the things that you want to work on. For instance, me as a producer, it's always a dream. And for other producers out there, it's always a dream to have all the best equipment, all the best equipment, the best keyboards, the best audio interface, the best drum machines, the best sounds, having the best sounds in the world. Because we produce, we want to hear so many different types of flavors and sounds because we want to expand our mind. 
And then we want to have the best equipment because we want it to last the test of time. And then we also want to get into a process where it's like, yo, I have all the best shit so I can create the best shit. That's our mentality. We have the best shit so we can create the best shit. That's what we own. But that's almost never the case. That's almost never the case. Unless you're already successful. Unless you're already successful. So we take what we have and we try to make do with it. We try to make do with what we have. For me, you know, I started off with a, with an Akai a MPD um, 218. Little small drum machine. It had the 16 pads. It has like the volume knob. And it has the, uh, the button that you can change it from just one pad to you can take the sound and, and bring it into 16 pads. And it has all different types of pitches. Simple. Simple. I was using Reasons, using you know Fruity Loops a little bit, but more so Reasons. And I knew that I couldn't do all of the, you know, stuttering the hi-hats, doubling on the drums. You know, I couldn't play chords at that time on there. So I was trying to figure out, you know, how to expand my creativity of making beats because, you know, I was sampling a lot sampling a bunch of like a little bit of everything because I couldn't play keys. So I'm trying to figure it out. But because I didn't have the money necessary to be able to buy the new equipment to expand, I started learning things like learning how to do double time on reasons and learning how to physically do double time when I'm playing. You know, I learned how to chop samples a lot better so the samples feel like I'm actually playing the keys. I would literally chop each individual note onto the pad and I would play it and try to play it like I'm playing keys. So when my beats came out, it started becoming a lot more realistic. It's like, no, it don't sound like a sample. It sound like he really going in and playing some shit. You know what I mean? And then that uh, expand my creativity more like, yo, why don't I have another musician come in and actually play on it? I could do the drums. I could do the bass. I could do the arrangement and have them come play the keys and come play the strings. You know what I mean? And let's make this record as big as we can possibly make it. I learned how to, because I didn't have all the sounds, I learned how to double up the drums. I learned how to double up the claps. I learned how to, uh, you know, take a recorder different places. You know, the little small little voice recorders. I would take those small voice recorders and I would go places and I would record uh, a tire screeching. I would record, you know, uh, certain things dropping on the floor because that, that would make for a good uh, hat hat or, uh, or a, a good clap or even a good drum. You know, I would take somebody you know, screaming or yelling or singing, and I would chop that up and turn that into something. You know what I mean? There were so many different uh, opportunities for me to be more creative, and it was all because I had no money. Because I had no money. I was like, yo, I'm going to figure out how to do all of this stuff the other way. And then... 
you know, YouTube is YouTube University. It's what it is. YouTube can show you how to do so much stuff for little or nothing. You can probably type in literally anything. And at the end of what you type in, you can put for free or for low budget and it'll come up. You can put how to make clothes for the low. It'll come up. You can put how to learn how to be a better basketball player. For a low budget, it'll come up. How to build a house for the low, it'll come up. YouTube is the greatest thing on earth. It's the greatest thing on earth, I'm sorry. Next to water is God, water, and YouTube. Straight up. <laughs> Tell me. So it forces you to be more creative when you don't have money. Because you know, you know what it is. When people have money, the first thing they do is like, oh, no, we're going to spend money on getting this. We're going to spend money on getting that. We're going to spend money on making sure that this gets done. But when you don't have no money, you like, no, I got to learn how to do this. I got to learn how to do that. I got to learn how to finesse that and learn how to take, take that uh, down. Because I don't have no money to pay nobody to do it. And then all of a sudden, you start having this burst of life. This burst of energy where it's like, yo, I'm a monster because I figured out how to get all the stuff I wanted done for next to nothing. For next to nothing, I figured out how to get all of this stuff done. Your creativity is the most important thing before we start getting into Fortune 500 companies you know, major multi-million dollar companies, moguls, icons, business, you know, savants. When we start getting into all of that, remember, these are people who use their creativity to shift the way their economy and the way that they survived in this world. I use this analogy all the time. Walt Disney was just a guy Drawing cartoons. He was just drawing cartoons. Trying to make people happy, drawing cartoons. And they laughed in his face. All of the carpenters, all of the people dealing with automotive, whatever it is, all the hardworking guys and women laughed at him because he had an idea in his brain that he can draw happiness, make people smile and make money. They laughed at him. And 40, 50 years from now, guess what? We got Disneyland. We got Disneyland. We got the place that we take our kids to to be happy. We got that. All because a man creatively without no money sat there and said, I'm going to use my creativity to change the way I live and the way I do things. Be more creative when you got less money. Trust me. Number two. 
having no money helps you make better decisions. It helps you make better decisions. Have you ever heard the term when you don't got it, you don't spend it? It's real. It's a real thing. It's really a real thing. And not having no money helps you make better decisions because I know people who have, you know, investors or they have people who have money and then they want to, you know, create an idea or move forward with an idea. And the first thing that they do is say, yo, we're just going to pay for all of this stuff to get done. And then grand opening hits and then nobody comes in. But when you don't have money or you have a little bit amount of money, you like, yo, okay, let's make these smart decisions. Let's figure out how to get all this paperwork done or get all of this stuff done for a little next to nothing. And then if something is a little bit too much for the time being, it's okay. We can wait on that until the time where we have enough times three to be able to get that done. It helps you make better decisions. It helps you get into a situation where it's like, okay, that's a little bit too much. Let's hold off on that. Because you know, when you got money, you, when you got money, you splurging, you going up. A lot of people, some people don't, the good ones, quote unquote, don't spend crazy. But for the most part, business or pleasure, when you don't have it, you want to make the better decision for when you do have it. You know what I'm saying? Let me say it again. When you don't have the money or the capital, you make better decisions on behalf of when you do eventually have it. You make the better decision. It comes out better. And you're able to plan. You're able to put things in perspective. You're able to, you know, try to analyze how this would work out once we do do it. It's just an all around better decision. And I think that some of our um, nations and worldly millionaires um, end up staying millionaires because they learned how to make better decisions when they were broke. They learned how to maneuver and make things uh, more solid when they were broke. You know, and no disrespect to the people who, who've already who've always had money. No disrespect to them. But sometimes you see what they do. You see what they do. They go up. They be spending wild, crazy dough. They be going up. So, you know, you, you, you kind of just you can weigh that out. You can weigh that out the best way possible. But making better decisions while you broke is how you make better decisions when you eventually have capital. So. Please practice that. Um, you know, number three, one of the things that I feel like is very necessary um, in your growth, in your career and in life in general is being able to clean house. Being able to clean house. Let me explain. Clean house as in not physically cleaning your house, but cleaning house mentally and spiritually. Let me say it again. When you're 
financially incapable. You learn how to clean house mentally and spiritually. And that's very important because, you know, in my times of me, you know, being financially challenged, um, it never came from a place of me not willing to work. And it never came from a place of me not willing to go to the distance um, to make something happen. It happens mostly through circumstances in everyone's life. You know, not having money happens through circumstances. Something comes up, something is, you know, comes out of nowhere and it offsets your balance of what your routine of making money would be. Whether you lose your job, you know, uh, death in the family, um, you know, anything, you know what I mean? A new baby comes in. You take in your family member because they're down and out and you're trying to help them out. Circumstances, it happens. And one thing that I found out was in order to move forward and look past the concept of you being broke and being able to do what you can, you have to clean house. You got to have a clear mind, clear conscience. And this is something that I learned Late. Because, you know, you know what it is when you don't have money, you panic. Bills start piling up, you panic. And you try to do whatever you possibly can do to make some money to offset whatever's going on. But I learned in my lifetime, sometimes you just got to calm down, relax, and clean house. Rid your brain of the worrying, rid your brain of the panicking. Sometimes you just got to just chill. And understand that this process is happening for a reason. And set yourself to know that this will come to pass. This will come to pass. In a couple of months, we'll be laughing at this situation. In a couple months, we'll be sipping champagne with the best people that surround us because we clean house mentally and spiritually and in some rights physically because you're cleaning house of you're getting all the people that's negative away from you. You're getting all the people who don't look at things in the way that you should away from you because that's very important. Very important. How people see perspectives and the way of moving forward. It can take your, your idea of what you need to do. If you're chasing your career but you have a best friend that's always complaining about her job, always complaining about her marriage or whatever. Mentally, you're going to take some of that in. Sometimes spiritually, you'll take some of that in and then you'll start to be like, 
oh man, this career shit ain't working for me. This career thing is not working and I don't know what's going on. So I'm, I'm not dealing with it. I'm not dealing with it. And it tampers with your idea of cleaning house. Sometimes you just got to just get away from it all to come back to the right things. It's important. Especially when you broke because there's a point in time where you have to figure out what are the best things that you can use to move forward. When you don't have money, it's about choosing the best things out of life and the best people to help you move forward and engage in a positive manner. Great thing to do. And keep in mind, you're you're listening to someone who's been down that road fiercely, fiercely. And now I just dedicate myself to putting myself around good people, putting myself around good situations, thinking positively, sorry, thinking positively. You know, when, you know, I'm down and out because, you know, it still happens. It happens. It's life. When you're down and out about anything, financials or whatever, me, I just lay down and take a nap. Lay down and take a nap. And when I wake up, everything's clear. Everything's clear on what I got to do. I don't know how it happens. I know part of it is God. And the other part of it may be just got a clean house. Got to just rid your mind of all the negative workings and put yourself in a position to say, it's a limited time. Being broke is a limited time. I get over that. I get over that and I'm back to it. You know what I mean? Last thing. Last thing before I go. And and, and keep in mind, like, you know, hopefully, you know, some of these, um, some of these things help you out. Because the one thing that I learned is through this whole process, I had to really think to myself who I really was. You know, people, people get, you know, uh, clouded and they cloud themselves with the concept of materials. You know, I got money, I got cars, I got a house, you know, I got a growing business. All that stuff is great, but it's not too great when you don't know who you are. And I think the best lesson that being broke teaches you It teaches you who you are. Being broke teaches you the benefit of who you really are. And I've been blessed to find out who I really am. And eventually I'll find out who I am just over the course of me doing what I do. (laughs) So last one, last one. Um, Man, and this is a big thing, especially for those who... Um, take friendship seriously, take relationships seriously. Um, this is a great benefit of being broke. You find out who's in your corner. Let me say it again. When you're broke, 
you find out who's really in your corner. Who really holding you down? Not holding you down like, oh, I'm talking to you every day and you're explaining your problems to me. No, not that. No, I'm talking about holding you down like, uh, yo, what you want to do? You know what I mean? Oh, I got, I got a plug that might be able to help you out on this. I don't know for sure, but let's see what's up. Find out who's really in your corner when you don't have no money. When you're unable to go out. When you're unable to take a vacation. When you're unable to have a drink. When you're unable to do all the luxurious things that friends and relationship people do. When you can't do none of that, you find out who's really in your corner. I promise you that. When you can't buy them something to eat. When you can't give them a Christmas present, a birthday present. When you can't pull up to the New Year's Eve party, the Christmas party, the Thanksgiving jug. When you can't do none of that, you figure out who's really a friend when all you can really do is have conversation and try to figure out how to get out this hole. You really figure out who down with you. And that's important because people change. And your best friend then may not be your best friend now. But you still love them. They still love you. It's just that you're at this point where this is the moment that might shift the whole trajectory of your life. You need somebody that can see past everything y'all have been through, everything that y'all have done and seen and experienced and live with you and help you in the now. Right now. Who is that person? Who will that person be? Who will those selection of people be? It might be somebody that's been there. It might be somebody new. But you find out who's in your corner for sure. Number one benefit of being broke. That's the one thing that I will miss. When it's all said and done and, you know, I'm rich, you rich. We all got money. We sip a champagne. That's the one thing I will miss for sure. To find out who's really with me. Because it's going to be so many clouds to fly through. To see what that really is when you got what you want financially. When you got what you want financially, it's hard to see that. So I'm going to cherish those moments of not having it because I know who's really there. And I'm going to cherish those people who are really there. The best moments of life is knowing what's real. And I think, you know, in 2020, that's going to be probably like our hardest question in the world to answer. With all this social media, with all this, you know, painting a picture and content is king, with all of that stuff, the hardest question to answer is who is real and who is real to you. 
And I pray to God I have an opportunity to figure that out over the course of my life. Because right now, I know it. I know who's really in my corner right now. But I hope that I can continue to know as I move forward and as you move forward. I appreciate y'all listening to me. Um, this is the Potty Rod Podcast. Uh, you know, I, I'm love, I love that I'm back to it. I'm, I love that I'm back to it. Uh, it gives me a sense of pleasure. It gives me a sense of life. You know what I mean? And I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep doing my thing. Hopefully, y'all got something from it. Make sure y'all subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on all the podcast platforms. Um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. We're on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. We're now on YouTube as an actual video. I'm excited. I appreciate y'all. Yo, leave comments. Leave crazy comments. Let me know how y'all feeling. Let me know what I should be tapping into. If y'all got new music, new topics, new whatever, make sure y'all follow me on Facebook and check out my um, uh, Polyrod Podcast discussion group where we discuss all of the podcasts. And I like to get pointers from y'all. I like to get advice from y'all as well. And y'all know my DMs is always open. My messages is always open. So let me know how y'all feel. And uh, this is the Polyrod Podcast with the Council Polyrod. Yo, I am out of here.